I think that those organizations that are doing, um, like I said earlier, random acts of marketing mm -hmm. probably do see it as a cost center. Yeah. Because they're just, it's like the Wild West. Well, we, we do blogs. Okay, well, tell me what they look like. Let's talk about them. How often do you do them? Well, we did one, like, last summer. Hi, everybody. This is Josh Becerra. Welcome to this next episode of How I Work. I'm super excited to have Barb Birch with me today. Thanks for being here, Barb. Absolutely. Yeah, Barb, uh, 20 years plus of marketing experience, um, big jobs, global product manager at the Toro Company. You know, what I, what I love about your approach to marketing is you, you talk about it as, as being very holistic, um, meaning that marketing touches every aspect of an organization. Um, you are uh, definitely show up wondering about core values of companies, their people, customers, and processes. Um, and that's how you kind of wrap your head around marketing. Uh, currently working with Authentic uh, as a fractional CMO, that's how I've gotten to know you. Um, so anyway, super excited to have you with me today, Barb. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Yeah, so I always love to start these conversations by asking my guests to tell the audience a little bit about themselves. Um, so why don't you tell us about like how you first got interested in marketing, what your career path has kind of looked like, what you were doing before being a fractional uh, CMO, and who some of your current clients are today, or at least the industries that you're working in. Sure, no problem. So I took a bit of an alternative path to get into marketing. Um, I love that. My undergrad, yeah, my undergrad's in sports management okay. um, with the idea of becoming an athletic director. Um, but then I graduated and followed a boy. So um, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually I made it back to Minnesota um, and landed in an entry-level position at Toro. Um, I ended up spending about 12 years there and made the most of my time um, excelling yeah. in each role and moving up. Um, you know, I didn't have a degree in business, like I said. So while there were business aspects of my degree, it wasn't, you know, f with a focus of getting into a corporate setting like that. Um, it was a great company and willing to invest and, you know, highly recommend if that's, that's your path to find yeah. a company that is willing to invest in you. Um, and I eventually found my way into marketing and fell in love with that. So that's where I stuck. Yeah, that's awesome. And then uh, the, the kind of fractional CMO role, um, do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Maybe how you typically approach like the initial assessment of a company's marketing needs, um, what methodologies or frameworks you think are most effective uh, for marketing strategies? Super interested to start picking your brain. Yep. Yep. No problem. Well, when I first meet with a client, um, I spend a lot of time kind of reiterating what I heard them say when we first met yeah. and just make sure that everything is still, that's what they want to do and that's what, where they want to go. Um, and then I start digging in and conducting interviews with all levels of leadership um, and every member of the sales team. I think that's key. Mm -hmm. um, sales and marketing need to be aligned. Yeah. Um, and then I can develop a current state. And, you know, also at this point with Authentic, we've got some audits that we run. And taking the data that comes from those and the data I've gathered through the interview process, um, that current state is built out. 
And also at that point, um, we have authentic, the authentic team has developed um, some different methodologies. And a piece of that is our marketing roadmap. And that one page image really walks a client through, okay, so here's why you exist. Here's your North Star. This is where you're trying to get. Um, and here's your business priorities that are rolling up to that. So below that is everything marketing. So you've got the foundational elements. And what those are, there's four of them. There's your buyer journey. There is uh, metrics and data and reporting, uh, technology and process, and your brand messaging. Mm -hmm. So you really need to have all four of those things in play. Some organizations I work with have nothing, and we're starting from the ground up. Some have a couple of them, and so on. Um, but as a marketer, we like to start tackling those one by one. And we all always tell our clients, these engagements are 12 to 24 months. Sure. It's a long-term play. It takes a lot of time to build those. You're a business owner, you know. Yeah. Um, the foundational elements are key to building that strategy and plan. So, you know, if, it, for example, um, if you are doing all these marketing things randomly, yeah. um, that's one thing. But if you're doing them and then not even measuring them or have the technology and process in place to do so, why are yeah. you investing Why, why in are that? you doing it at all? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's a trap that a lot of organizations find themselves in. And, and that's why we exist. And mm -hmm. we want to come in and be that leader for them. We don't want organizations just, well, I think I need this person and hire. It doesn't work, you know, yeah. and so. Yeah. I want to go back to like the very beginning, which I thought was kind of, uh, it kind of made me chuckle inside, which was you start by asking them like, okay, this is what I heard you tell me. Like, in fact, is this what we want to do? Have you ever had an experience where somebody's like, really we told you that like that's not at all what i think we need to do like have you had people either flip on a dime or just like have no foundation whatsoever and you're just like all right we're starting from square one um no not exactly but what does happen is they think they know what they want yeah they know where they want to go and they think they know how they want to get there when in fact it's not yeah. So that's what I help them kind of understand. And, and we unwind that a little bit and say, well, what about this? And what about this? And what about this? Right. Um, and, and for example, I have a client that, you know, I started with in February of 2022. And they literally had nothing. But they grew in spite of themselves. They, sure. whatever they were doing was working to a point and then they couldn't scale any further. Um, people didn't know who they were. They have zero brand awareness. Yeah. We, so we started by building them a new website. You gotta have something to send people to. Sure. Um, that is your front door. Yeah. And if it doesn't look good, what do you do when you're searching the internet? You leave. Yeah, yeah so. for sure. Yep. Yeah. Anytime you like land on a page and it just doesn't, it feels like it's like 1980s. You're just like, Meh. right. Go right. back to the search results, find the yeah. next result. Yes. Um, I get it. So, um, 
Yeah, I would say that happens to us too at Agurian where people will show up and just be like, we need SEO. And you're just like, well, okay, why do you think you need SEO? Let's yeah. just talk a little bit about your organizational goals, high level business objectives. And then it may come to be where they really just need like content or maybe it's more of a paid media play. Like I feel like anytime someone shows up at my doorstep and they're just like, I need this thing, give me the quote. I have to be like, whoa, let's, let's make sure that uh, we're aligned strategically before we just start going, jumping right into tactics. I think it's super yeah, smart. Exactly. Because there's so many layers below that, even taking your SEO example. Yeah. This question is, what do you think that that means? Right. You know? Right. Yeah. The acronyms, they get all jumbled up and sometimes mm -hmm. people show up and they don't even know what they mean. Yeah. Um, cool. That's so, okay. you know, that's, that's what we do, right? Yeah. Yeah. We got to we got to educate people. We got to help them understand how we can help them. Um, mm -hmm. Super important. So, you know, you gave the example of uh, a client that you showed up and really was just getting started, almost had nothing. You know, in my experience, many times uh, the, the people who are kind of laggards when it comes to digital marketing, what, what we do, um, are people who kind of don't, don't believe in it or they see marketing as like a cost center and not a growth driver. So mm -hmm. uh, have you had those same types of conversations with business leaders? And then like, how do you kind of help frame that conversation or, or kind of convince leaders that marketing can be a growth driver and it isn't just a cost center? Right. Um, that's a loaded question. <laughs> um, I think that those organizations that are doing, um, like I said earlier, random acts of marketing mm -hmm. probably do see it as a cost center. Yeah. Because they're just, it's like the wild west. Well, we, we do blogs. Okay, well, tell me what they look like. Let's talk about them. How often do you do them? Well, we did one like last summer. You know, so it's it's helping them understand why that's not working for them, why leads aren't coming in, and why you do see it as an expense. And right. that's just one really small example. Yeah. Um, are did you measure the effectiveness of it? What kind of technology do you have in place to to get that out to people? Mm -hmm. So it's 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 going back to those foundational elements and helping them understand that when all of these things are working well together, and I can give them client examples, like the one that we were just talking about, where step one, we built this. Step two, we've been building content consistently for a year and a half. Yeah. And our numbers now went from this to this, and our leads went from here to here. We also threw in some paid media, and that also helped to drive more interest. Yeah. So it, it's, uh, it's being able to walk somebody through what the life cycle should actually look like Yep. Um, leads are not magic and and when the leads start coming in it is absolutely a revenue generator yeah yeah for sure so you've talked about like these foundational elements I know one of them is the customer journey I know you're big on customer journey as a matter of fact I think I saw you on a authentic panel talking about customer journey so I know yep. you've got a, uh, a point of view on this so why do you think that's such an important foundational element and how is it most effectively used? Great question. Um, first, I like to call it a buyer's journey mm -hmm. um, because they are a buyer 
before they're a customer. Right. So, you know, it's really a, a two-pronged approach. If you look at, um, if you think of it as a spreadsheet and a map and you're following, you know, um, awareness, consideration, you know, just a basic funnel. Um, and you're trying to figure out, okay, here's who we think is the ideal customer profile for us. Let's figure out how they show up, how they buy, mm -hmm. um, what they need along the way to make them pull the trigger. Yeah. And, and along that journey, you're also placing in, you know, in these columns, if you will, this is the type of marketing asset that needs to go out at this point. And then they're going to need this, and then they're going to need this. So when you think about yourself as a consumer going out and doing research on something, you know, you have a process. Well, they have a process too. So whether it's B2C or B2B, it's, it's no different. There's a process there. Um, it's really important to revisit it also. Think about COVID. That changed the way people buy. Yeah. People become, you know, they were already self-sufficient. Now they want to get to the point where they can just place the order and not talk to anyone. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. you know, and, th and that's true, not for every company, obviously, but it's true in a lot of cases now that we're seeing. Um, and what I was saying about it being two parts, you know, once they become a customer, it's really important for the latter half to be focused on. Think about the, the delivery. So following up as soon as they've become this customer and following up and saying, how'd your first shipment go? Yeah. Did you, did you get everything you needed? How are you liking it? Is there anything we could do different? Really making them feel important right out of the gate and then staying on top of that, providing them with programs in a B2B scenario, for example, and things that are of value to them still, mm -hmm. even right. though you've already landed them as a customer. Because yeah. where we want to get is loyalty and advocacy. And, and a lot of organizations, like I said, stop when they become a customer. So yeah. building out this buyer's journey, um, that's how you use it. That's why it's important. You're constantly looking at it and it's a tool for sales as well as marketing. Yeah. I think that's really a great call out that like after the sale, there's like this very important piece to like yeah customer service creating loyalty I, I do think that more and more people are less loyal like there's just always options it's at everybody's fingertips uh, many times it's easy to kind of move you know because of uh, technology and kind of tech stack and things there's you know people can move their uh, business from one vendor to another without changing their tech stack and there's right. plenty of vendors out there that understand the tech stack that a company has so anyway uh, yeah spending yeah. time on thinking about well once we have them as a customer yeah like how are we gonna keep them and what's well, a value to them um, exactly. now that they're our customer I love that well and as an organization are you categorizing your customers mm. um, you know You've got your A and B, you've got your C and D, and, and you need to know something about all of them. You need to know what makes them tick. Even though you think you should focus on your A's, what if those D's want to move up into a B category? You don't know unless you're building that relationship beyond them just becoming a customer. Yeah, yeah. That's so I'm smart. I'm passionate about this. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I mean, I, 
I just like what's going through my head is I'm just thinking about what what do we do what are we doing at Agurian that's ensuring that we've got that loyalty. Um, mm -hmm. So anyway, we've got a, a significant focus on our kind of buyer journey. Actually, have done some work with Authentic on that and uh, super excited about it. But yeah, it gets me thinking about all right, what's post sale? What does that really right. look like? Um, so it's always a good reminder. Yes. I want to shift gears okay. quick. Uh, I want to talk about a couple of things. So one is AI, because everybody's talking about AI. Yeah. And then the other is just, um, you know, you're a fractional CMO. I think there's a lot of businesses out there that are starting to see marketing as important uh, and are like, how can we how can we do this? And I think the new the, the fractional space is, is a really great way for people who maybe can't get a full on CMO strategic person in there that they can they can at least get some help. Um, so I'm interested in your take on AI. And then I'm just interested in like what for companies that might be thinking about hiring a fractional CMO, what you think are like the most important things they should look for when they're engaging with somebody like that? Okay, so AI. Um, well, I think it's going to both disrupt and enhance the marketing function. Um, I think every day in our company Slack channel, there's a new recommended AI function to check out. Um, I cannot keep up with that. Yeah. I see company roles in AI tech becoming standard. Um, someone that specializes in all things AI and supports all functions of the organization. Hmm. Um, I mean, AI breeds efficiencies, but no one person has time to learn every single tool that can support yeah. their role. Um, just the basic chat GPT has helped me a bunch. Um, whether my clients are realizing I'm using it or not, I, I'll tell them I'm using it. I think a lot of them would be in support of it because that's less time I'm eating up of their dollars. Yep. You know, it's helping me being, be a lot more efficient. Um, so yeah, that, that's my take on it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of in the same camp. I just, I feel like at least today, the way that I'm, we're using it is yeah. Finding efficiency. So we actually have a goal this year of finding uh, 20 tasks where we can gain 20% efficiency. Oh, um, it's just like kind that. of like, and task that down to the teams, like each team has to find a set amount of tasks and like, let's get rid of some of the kind of redundant, kind of manual things that take time. And if we can do that, then we can spend more time on strategy, which is the yeah. higher value kind of stuff. For sure. Um, so, I definitely see that as a use case. I also think it'll it'll be a disruption. I um, was on another interview and the, the um, guest said that she believed that AI isn't gonna replace people, but people who know how to use AI are gonna replace people who don't know how to use AI. Well, so like that, that. that for sure resonated with me. Mm -hmm. So. Well, yes. let's talk about the other question, which was the fractional CMO. Like if I'm looking for one, what should I, what should I be asking myself? I'm, I'm the buyer in that buyer yep. journey. Yep. Um, what, what have you seen that 
uh, is important for businesses to be considering uh, if they're going to go with a fractional? Well, I think there's, first of all, a lot of confusion in mm. what a fractional CMO actually is. What does the word fractional mean? Are you yeah. part-time? Do you do just partial work? Like, what does it actually mean? And um, so helping them understand that, you know, not every business can afford a, a senior leader in marketing, but they're getting to this point where they realize they think they need one. So it's just asking that question, finding an organization like Authentic or, or whatever, um, and asking the question, like, I'm not sure I need this, but can you help me figure yeah. that out? Um, like, where are you at today with your marketing? And are you doing random things? Does it feel disjointed? Does it feel like you're, you're doing a bunch of stuff and it's not getting you anywhere? Um, right. And you're not measuring it or you don't even know you're supposed to be measuring it. Is your business at a point where it's no longer scaling growth? Um, that's a red flag. Yeah. And you're not doing any marketing. Um, it, it's it's uh, Marketing plays a key role in business, as we talked about earlier. Um, it touches every aspect of the business. It's not just in a silo. It's not just partnering with sales and providing support. It's much bigger than that in an organization where it's internal branding. So you're working with HR and culture and, and things like that. Um, as well as externally branding your company. It's building awareness about your organization. It's yeah. not just driving in leads. You have to be found first. Right. So it's, there's a lot of, there's a variety of questions that needs to be asked and those are just a handful. Um, but just starting to do your homework, just like any other buyer would do. Yeah. And, and, and finding an organization like Authentic where you can start asking those questions. And Authentic has a boatload of resources on their website. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm not plugging you know, I, Authentic, by the way. I'm just saying. No, but you know, I will. I will speak to my experience as a buyer, um, and I do think that uh, was able to educate myself through some of those resources that you're talking about. Super impressed with like the. Um, the kind of process, you know, the thinking that has gone into. So like there's some kind of questionnaires or inventories yeah. to kind of help a business owner understand kind of where they fit on their own kind of journey towards becoming a very like robust, formalized marketing mm -hmm. organization. Um, they may be in the very early stages. They may be in the middle. Um, and so like those tools, I think, were super interesting to me. Mm -hmm. Um, and then lastly, uh, what I liked about like going with a, more of like a company that has a, a number of fractionals is there was kind of this opportunity to talk about like who's, who might be best suited yeah. for this? Like what was their experience? Um, you know, have they owned an agency? Have, do they know what digital marketing is like so that there isn't this huge learning curve? And I think... Right. That's uh, th those are the things that I, as a buyer, thinking about bringing in a fractional, I would want to look look for, right? Like, does yep. this person know my industry? Can't do? Is there going to be this huge learning curve? What tools and resources are they bringing mm -hmm. with them that are going to be impactful? So, anyway, 
Right. Um, and, you know, there's a big difference between marketing support and marketing leadership. Yeah. So, you know, if you want somebody to come in and just do tactical execution, um, that's fine. You're going to fall into that trap of random acts of marketing. You don't do that in any other aspect of your business. You right. work off of a strategy and a plan, right? So why should marketing be any different? Um, and then the other thing that you hit on that's important to note about our business is we have this mind share. Mm -hmm. You know, we have 20 of us. We hop on a call three times a month for an hour and, and we learn from each other and we, you know, there's just a a wealth of knowledge in one room and we can lean each on each other anytime all the time yeah. that's yeah. wildly important for our clients to know yeah i love that okay so the last question i always ask all my guests are just kind of you, you know you've been dropping knowledge bombs on us here uh through this interview so tell us where you go to like uh find your thought leaders are you reading any books do you have any podcasts, recommendations, anything like that? Well, it's funny. I know many people are on the podcast bandwagon. I am yeah. not one of them yet. Yeah. Um, I'm not an avid reader. So, you know, I follow my connections on LinkedIn avidly. There's mm -hmm. tons of information out there. Yeah. Like we were talking about AI earlier. I can't keep up with everything. Um, right. You can't read one book and keep up with everything. Um, so those are my resources for inspiration and knowledge. Um, also my team at Authentic, like I was mm. just saying, we have that very unique part of our business called the Mindshare and we learn from each other. We discuss challenges that we need help solving. There's no marketing unicorn. I don't know right. if you knew that. <laughs> A lot of people <laughs> think there are. Um, we, we can't possibly know all things marketing these days. So we all have, if there's 20 of us, we have 20 different unique experiences behind us and somebody has an answer yeah. to something that we don't know how to do and it's great yeah. and that's really what I spend my week focusing on is that and on the weekends I just go have fun I don't read books yeah <laughs> I love it no I know you like to get out in downtown Minneapolis and bike right. and do all the fun things that's right well, cool. Well, this has been great. I really appreciate your time today, Barb. Uh, and we're going to say goodbye for this episode of How I Work. Thanks, everybody. Bye.